Hey, good evening, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter Live. Um, it used to be Periscope, but it's now Twitter Live and all our other streaming channels. And tonight is Thursday night. I have a hoodie on. I got a haircut, but I got a little tan going on, so I got my hoodie on until my head catch up to my face from catching this tan. We got Julia laughing at me because my name my name is not Q tonight. It might be called Two Tone. But, but tonight is Thursday night, and every Thursday we do we delve into the Julia's first book, um, Crown Rules One: A Woman's Journey to the Throne. And this week we have a very interesting topic that a lot of women face with um self-doubt sometimes um so I, I i will say that this topic is interesting so hopefully everybody in the chat will get involved so we can have a discussion we have a couple questions so uh julia yes this week is your beauty your beauty <laughs> what's going on nothing much just chilling just chilling excited for tonight's topic though um we're we're getting we're getting close to the end of our journey. It's happened pretty pretty quickly. <laughs> the end of the end of this book. I mean it's interesting how um towards the end of the last book, Crown Rules 2, that's when we decided like let's do this book. So and, and then we did this book and it's like we know Crown Rules 3 is uh is going on right now and it'll be in it'll be in print and for sale in August, so, I'm so August is right around the that. corner. Yeah, yeah. So July will be here. July will go by real fast, and then we'll delve into that. Yeah. Um. So your beauty. Yes. So in this section of the book, we're really building a foundation for everything that we need to establish as we go forward. Um. In, into our journey. And, you know, from my perspective, when I talk about going forward into um, our journey, it's really about the next chapter or the next phase of your life. Because my hope is that by the time that you've completed this book, you have gotten clear on your self-identity. Self-identity is so important, critically important to Number one, feeling good about yourself, um, believing in yourself, and knowing that you can achieve whatever you you like to achieve, whatever you set out to achieve. It all begins with how you feel about yourself, and that you know that's the the purpose of the book. And this part, this chapter on your beauty is, I think, so important, Quentin, because as you said, as women. I think that we tend to struggle with not just self-identity, um, but also, also confidence and loving who we are. You know, when we're when we're born, you know, hopefully with our 10 fingers and our 10 toes and we're brought home from from the hospital, we're surrounded in surrounded in love, you know, and there is no there isn't really no judgment about who we are. Like sometimes they may say, oh, that baby's head's too flat. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, why is that? Why is that? Like we sometimes people do that. They they see the baby and um they'll say certain words. Even if the baby, even if the baby's funny looking. I'll say that just for context of what we're talking about. 
a person be like, oh, he's so cute. You know, and this these are good things that you should do. You should say these words. The baby baby should hear these words. And um, we like you said, we talking about with women. <laughs> how can I how can I say it? It's like men have an ego in certain areas, and women have an ego or self doubt in certain areas. I'm not trying to delve into those areas, but it's like sometimes a woman may not know. Like you're pretty. Because after you've had all of this experience of coddling and hopefully being recognized and acknowledged and appreciated at home, you go into school and school is rough. People will find flaws with you to no end. It could either be, you know, your, your appearance, your personal appearance, your physical appearance, your clothes that you wear. And it's like we start to become more attentive to the fact that not only are we not alike, not like other people, but also that we're different. So we become aware of those differences. And to me, from a psychological perspective, if we're not comfortable in that di that difference or the fact that we're different, then we spend a lot of time trying to be the same as. And that's where the problem comes in at. And so in this chapter, it really is aimed at helping you to identify your difference as a uniqueness and a special quality that belongs only to you and to, to fall in love with that. I'm going to ask you, um, do you think that I know how to sometimes, you know, back in, back in the day, and we're not telling our age today, um, people would be like, you know, she thinks she all that she's conceited. And it's not the fact of being conceited it's, it's more like, a, as they say, it's a thin line between being conceited and confident, assertive. Like, you know who you are. You know what you represent. You have that, as you say, the beauty in the inside and it's shown on the outside. What are some of the battles that you think that when a, when a woman is reclaiming her crown that she's going through with how she looks? Maybe children, um, time. Like we we always discuss and we always have a laugh about wrinkles getting older. Um, she may not feel like you know she's she getting the looks anymore. The cat calls. It's a lot, you know. There's there's unfortunately a, a good majority or portion of our self identity or our self esteem can be based upon what's happening outside of ourselves. Right. So you have to be, first of all, mentally strong. You have to know who you are. You have to love who you are. You have to. I talk about in the book, like if you walk past a mirror or a window and you see yourself and you don't want to blow a kiss at yourself, you need to do some evaluation because you I mean, you, you have to appreciate your own beauty. But there are so many things externally that feed into what we think about ourselves for um, not dating myself, but for when I was younger, we always had magazines, right? With models or entertainers or whatever. And you would look at them and you would admire them, right? And you see that they're getting a, cer getting a certain level of attention, right? Or admiration. And, you know, you look at yourself and sometimes you can think, okay, how can I get to that level? I want to be at that level. Or sometimes you can think to yourself, I won't ever get to that level, right? <laughs> but 
but the the woman who has confidence in herself is able to look at that image in the magazine or on social media media or whatever the case may be appreciate how that woman looks but not compare herself to that woman or was, not feel like she's in competition with that woman as you was as you was talking i was thinking about um like you said a woman may go through you know go through her changes when she's getting ready to prepare for her day and i was like you know if if a woman leaves the house to go to work she may stop at starbucks or dunkin donuts and like that whole leaving the house all the way up to coffee job um throughout the work day to doing whatever they're doing and getting back home to getting back in the house you may get compliments about your beauty but in your eyes you may take a compliment offensive the self-doubt may come in because somebody may be like you got nice hair it's not my hair. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just thinking about when you said it, like a person, a person may think they're giving you a compliment, but because you may not have the self-esteem, your self-esteem or self-worth may not be there where you think that it may need to be. You may take their, their unintentional comment the wrong way. And you may take it like, is they criticizing me? Not only not only may you take it the wrong way, but you might not be able to accept it. You need to be able to accept it. And the only way that you can accept it is if you believe it of yourself. Someone on Facebook said, I hate when people call me beautiful. It makes me feel uncomfortable. Why? Why I don't know who that is. You would would have to give StreamYard permission for, um, for them to use your name. But if you don't want to use your name, it's perfectly fine. Um, whoever it is, you said, I hate when people call me beautiful. It makes me uncomfortable. Why does part it make you the, feel uncomfortable? I'm, I, I would love to know their answer, but part of the part of the reason, like I think in a woman's psychology, part of the reason um, that exists. That's KK. K Brown. Hey, K, how are you? I think that part of the reason why that exists is she because. Said she, just, she said she just don't think she's beautiful. Part of the reason why that exists is number one, because women, most time when we ex- receive acknowledgement or recognition or whatever the case may be in our psyche, we have to give something in return. We have to give something in return. Oh, so so if a, if a guy says it to a female, it's more, or a female, anybody says it. It's more in your psyche, in, in a lot of female psyche, oh, it's, you know, it's a catch to this. you give giving it's me these cat. compliments. We don't, we don't. Sometimes it's difficult for us to just accept it on face level. But again, that only happens if we have not accept, accepted it for ourselves. And if she feels uncomfortable with it, it's because she doesn't feel that she's, that she's beautiful. But the question is, to whose standard? Mm. Edwina? So so let me ask you because because we we talked about that um that was a portion of the book your standard so so in the, in the journey back to getting that crown and I always have to say that because it's it's important that we understand that you wrote you wrote this book when you felt a little low and you were establishing getting your crown back so it's, it, I want everybody to remember that Julia, this is really Julia's like journal. 
and it just happened to turn into a book. Um, in a, in establishing your standard, now you like, you know what? I'm beautiful in my skin. Last week, you guys in the chat, if you didn't watch last week's show, it was very emotional because Julia just uh, talked about March 21st. March 16th. March 16th. March 21st. March 26th. See, we don't forgot the date. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yes, it is. is. So, so Julia, it was really emotional because Julia had had an accident. And, you know, the accident, something happened with her face in the accident. So she may have had a lot of self-doubt of how she looked. And she explained how. Kay said, I agree, Julia. I suffer from low self-esteem, but nobody believes me. Nobody believes her because of all the stuff she does, Julia. But that's like that's like a primary indicator, right? So most of us women, most of us women who have lo- low self-esteem regarding our looks, um, or low low self-esteem regarding how we perceive ourselves. We are overachievers in the world. Mm. Like we, we, we don't, we don't, we tend not to rely on our looks. We tend not to rely on our looks. We tend to rely on our intelligence and, and, and our ability to create and execute. We tend to rely on that so that there's, that we're still feeling, we're still feeling that need to appreciate ourselves. We're just not relying on our looks um, for that, for that satisfaction. But the, the reality is, is that you have to get to the point where you see yourself as beautiful because you tend to compromise yourself in ways that you shouldn't when you don't believe that you are. You have to know that you are. So when you when I mean, you know, we're going to backtrack a little bit because I, we didn't get to this part. So yeah. last when we discussed it last week about your accident. Like I told you, you told me about the accent and I heard you, but I wasn't listening. And I never, I, I was supposed to have asked like what happened. And then I didn't see it until I got more into the book. Um, did you have that issue? What when issue? It, like, I don't think I looked the same. I, I have always been one who has been very meticulous with my dress and my hair. I grew up, I grew up with an auntie who took care of me. She washed my hair Saturdays, prep, straighten it on Sundays, make sure it was curled for school. Like that, that idea of making sure my hair was done, she instilled in me. And then I grew up around people who were like amazing dressers in the Bronx during like the rise of hip hop, just amazing dresses. So it's always been important to me to be like meticulous with my clothing. When I had the the accident though, like I said, I was just coming to a point where I was accepting my beauty. Now it doesn't mean that I feel like I'm more beautiful than someone else or someone is less beautiful than me. I was accepting my own beauty, like who I looked at, who I saw when I looked at in the mirror. and. I never really I never really had a moment where I felt like I wasn't a catch. Like I felt like I was a catch. It was the things that were going on inside of me that made me feel like I wasn't a catch. And and those things that were going on inside of me didn't make me feel beautiful. So so let me let me ask you, because you know I, I keep a joke or two going. Okay. 
how do how do you look at it now? Like you know, I know you. We always mess with you about your Popeyes thing. Ah. I, know you, I know you've been trying to eat rice and you ain't been going in Popeyes. So every you, time you say you, Popeyes, <laughs> I see the fish sandwich with the pickles. Quentin, you go in Popeyes and you don't want to go through the drive-through, right? You go in there and it's a young guy, and he's and you know he's trying to shoot a shot, mm-hmm. but he, but he's a baby. Yes. And you don't feel like babysitting right now. And and he's shooting his shot, but he's being he's being a a young gentleman. But you know, daggone well, like, look, I'm you too young for me, and you know I'm I'm a, a woman of a certain age. How do you deal with that? Um I have, I am a fan of Lisa Nichols. Lisa Nichols, she can be seen speaking in the secret. She also has a wonderful book called Abundance Now. I had an opportunity to to meet her and greet her and get her to sign my copy when I was living in New York. She is amazing and phenomenal. And one of the things that she talked about um, when we got to see her at her book signing was the fact that she struggled with self-esteem as well. And it took her a while to get to a point where she accepted the fact that not only was she beautiful, but also intelligent and also compassionate and also amazing. So she said, when she wakes up in the morning, she makes sure that she clears herself of any doubt about who she is and what she's getting ready to go get. And that she she decides that she likes herself in the morning. So your like is extra. Okay. So when so when the young man at Popeyes gives me my sandwich and then he also tries to holler, that's extra because I already know. I expect it. Yeah, and because, that's not because my thing my thing is, is is and I'm and I'm basing this off of some of the comments in the chat as well. I can I'm not a woman and I can only imagine like throughout the course of a day if a woman is out taking care of business, going to work, whatever. I think a woman should get a compliment. If you see somebody nice, you should give them a compliment and it could be totally harmless. And I know I could be a little bit extra and it'll be a little different, but I never, I, if I give somebody a compliment, I give them a compliment and keep moving, but you never know how they feel about the compliment. So that's important. That's why I asked, like, how do people feel when they get these compliments? The other thing for women I think, unfortunately, especially when you get to my age, is that sometimes you feel like the compliment is not even about you. It's about that other person wanting to be seen or wanting to say something to you like, OK, thank you. And then you go on. You know, it's it's nicer when you can receive that type of compliment from some that from someone that you're in a connection with. Like if I'm dating someone and they and they want to say how beautiful or whatever I am, that means more to me than someone that's just passing by. I feel like that person just passing by. That compliment is about them more so than it's about me, which is why I don't get too riled up about it either. Kay said, I'm not expected to because of my weight. I'm viewed as too much because of how I look. I've been told my expectations shouldn't be as high as I raised the bar. That's, you know, that's amazing, you know, and, 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 and that we really will beat somebody down emotionally to the point where we think that weight, um, any other particular thing that they may have, a physical feature that they may have, takes away from their beauty. 
Kay, I honor you because you are speaking some truths in this chat tonight. And that and that's why this is in the book, because we don't have these conversations. We don't have these conversations and these conversations are important. Women go through a lot, a lot. Like if you're not if you're not being judged by the women around you, you're being told by men what you have to do for them how you need to perform for them in order for them to see you as beautiful. That, like that you can't wear black. That wasn't Kay. That was, that, was, that was Shay. They got their little conversation going on in the chat. Yes, they got but, they, but, they, <laughs> but they share with us at the same time. <laughs> and then so here's the thing that when, here's the unfortunate thing that when, when, when the outside noise gets into your spirit and makes you feel that you are not beautiful, you start compromising yourself. Instead of going for the guy that you want, you'll take the guy that comes to you because you feel like you don't deserve more than that, which is why the psychology of beauty is critically important. Like you got to get it together that you are beautiful. Otherwise, you'll be dealing with simps. Talking about men ain't crap. And it's not that men are not crap. You don't believe that you are beautiful and that you deserve the best. Yeah, I, I, I find that, you know, funny. Um, like Shay said, it, it caused a lot of caused a lot of self doubt. I mean, it. I'm gonna ask you, you guys a question in the chat, and as well as Julia. Does the self doubt come from the men? How can I say it? If if the man that you got your eye on, right? If 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 he's the one. You sorting through all the minutia to get his eye. If he gives you the compliment, but something could be going on in his life right now and whatever, and he can't shoot his shot or whatever, but he gives you the highest compliment and you got your eye on him. Is that okay? Or is, or because it seems to me like it's always the one that like, why should, why would a woman be so worried about, a guy that she's not interested in her saying anything that would be critical. Well, first of all, if it's someone that you're interested in and they think that you're beautiful and they want to pay you that compliment, hello, big daddy. Thank you. <laughs> That's number one. But number two, if it's someone that you're not, and I think that this is something that, that we as women have to consider as well. It's not necessary to be offended if someone that you're not interested in pays you a compliment. As I said, that's not about you so much. That's about them wanting to express what they see, wanting to interact with you, wanting to let you know that they see you. Like we can be graceful in that moment. Thank you so much. And find something to compliment on, on them too, but then keep it moving because men are dangerous. I just saw on Instagram today that a guy went to his trunk and got a gun because he tried to kick it to this lady at a restaurant. She wasn't interested. Like women, women are, we have you know to, I gotta start. to be able to say no. Start. You know, I got to say it. What? That wasn't a man. That was a boy. Stamp. So Kay said it. Whenever a man says, hey, beautiful, I always ask what's beautiful and they can't tell them. They're not expecting that that response. But shouldn't but if, if somebody says that to you, they should be able to explain, like, you know, 
I wouldn't yeah, respond yeah. to it because it feels too creepy. No, it, no, no offense, Kate. It feels too defensive. It feels too defensive. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel open. Like if it was more around it. Thank you so much for that compliment. Can you tell me what you see in me that's beautiful to you, or what or what attracts your eye? That's a different type of conversation. Men are very sensitive. You got to be careful what you say to them. They shut down. Is that right or wrong? Why? But see, why? I don't. Listen. <laughs> I I really don't listen. I'm not, I didn't wake up, wake up one day and was just mature. I was very mature. So I'm not going to sit during those show and act like I'm, I'm hoying and that when I woke up mature. However, if you give a young lady a compliment and I always believed it, you keep it moving. Hey, you look nice. Keep it moving. I mean, if it's really, if you shooting your shot, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. I mean, you'll see the person again. It's not. I don't think that the thirst <laughs> should be that overwhelming where you like, oh, Wait. she said no. Now you're taking that rejection. And and I hear it. I hear it from my sisters. I see it. Like rejection for some men just be like. You, Quentin, you have no idea what women go through in that regard. Not all men are mature. Not all men are respectful. Not all men. Some men try to treat every woman like the last chicken head they met. So, you know, they don't have a perception that there are different classes of women. There are some women, there are some men, you could be walking down the street and he'd be like, smile. What? Who are you talking to? I don't know you. Have you given me a reason to smile? Why are you coming into my space like that? I don't feel like smiling. I don't want to smile. I don't want to smile at you. <laughs> That's not, there's no game there. It's nothing. I'm turned up tonight. <laughs> I, I, did, I just, this is for the, this is for the women, right? Yes. I'm about to give y'all some free game. Most men don't know what to say. At all. <laughs> I'm being honest. I'm being honest. Most, most men don't know what to say. At all. So I'm keeping it real, like you know, yeah. I'm not saying y'all have to deal with that, but 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 most men, don't, most men don't know what to say at all, especially oh. especially if you are beautiful. I'm serious, y'all. Most oh. most 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 honestly, and I and you hear this from a lot of women that most guys can't hold a good conversation. I hate to say it like that, and I'm not going to sit here and be bashing nobody. But this is something that, you know, is, is funny because the book goes into something else. And we're talking about, I guess, the rules of engagement when a woman is dealing with her beauty, how we how we as men should approach them. And I get, I'm glad we're going here. Um, I, I saw a quote on someone's um, Facebook page and it was kind of like, how do you love a flower? Right. How do you love a flower? You water it. You protect it. You don't just snatch it out of the ground. And sometimes a lot of men approach women like that. And the reason why they approach women like that is because of the last woman that they interacted with. Like with hey. any relationship you're in, what happened? Shay, Shay, feelings got nothing to do with unlettered. 
Feelings, feelings and emotions come from a person that know, and they, and and you may encounter the um, the anger or the bitterness because the individual don't know how to deal with being told no, being told I'm not interested, being told I'm I'm unavailable. So if that individual doesn't understand that when you approach the young lady or whatever that she has that option to say yay or nay. If he don't know, understand that she she's going to say nay sometimes, he's going to act, he's going to act unemotional. What it boils down to is that unfortunately a majority of men do not have respect for women. Right. And I don't really want to say it in this space, but that's, that's the reality of it. They don't have respect for women because they've been hurt. They don't have respect for women because they see them as objects that can fulfill their desires. They don't have respect for women because sometimes they feel that women might have acquired something that they haven't acquired or that they're more successful than them. There's a lot of men who just don't respect women, but they do respect the pedo. Well, I, excuse me. Well, I'm, I'm going I'm to say what my brother, my brother, uh, C. Grooms just said. Um, he says sometimes a fella just want to smile, and he and he's right that sometimes a guy may give a woman a compliment, and it's not a, a act of shooting his shot. He just you know she's a nice looking female. How you doing? You know the sweetest thing that I ever experienced. I was in a Starbucks, and there was a gentleman ahead of me, and he paid. He paid for my for my drink. So he didn't have to tell me to smile when I got the red to the register and I found out that he had paid for my drink and he had given them more than whatever, you know, so I wouldn't have to add extra on it. I smiled. That was thoughtful. It was considerate. It was sweet. You know what I mean? And I didn't feel obligated to have to talk to him or anything. It was something nice and kind that he wanted to want to do. You know, I was thinking today, men don't create the space to expect what they're looking to, to receive what they're looking for. You got to create the space for that. And a lot of times men, I think, just expect women to like be giddy and be excited and all this other stuff over the things that you do. But you have to create the space mm. for that. Oh, are you dropping bombs tonight, huh? I'm late. <laughs> so, 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 Zwina said, men don't realize we want to feel safe when they are in our space. You have to create the space for that. If I don't feel safe with you, I've heard this. I've heard this. I've heard this. Um, plenty of times. Quentin, I am doing. See, you said you smile for the purchase, though. <laughs> No, I smile because he was thoughtful. Um, I am doing interviews for Crown Rules 3, How Black Women Love. And one of the people that I interviewed this weekend, bomb interview, she said that a man loves with his eyes and that a woman loves with what she hears. So if you are not creating a set, which, which means a woman loves with her mind, if you're not creating a safe space in her mind, if well, she me, can't let trust me, you, let me let me ask you though. Uh, we don't took it too far, but well, no, we're still okay. talking about beauty. <laughs> <laughs> but is it isn't isn't all of that 
a couple with other things subjective. And the reason why I say that, if if it's a certain guy that that fits the mold that you that a woman is attracted to, and he says hi, and then the fellow that may not be as attractive or, or nice looking, or he may not got the smell goods on, he may look like he work um, a physical labor job, and you may see the guy that you know he might be suited and booted. He gives you a compliment because he's nice looking, more nice looking than the other guy. You may respond different. That's not that's not how I roll. You know, I have a neighborhood market over here, and there's a young man that works in the in the dairy in the produce section. And I was in in the store one day, and we walked past each other a few times. And the last time he walked by, I heard him say. Like, F it. I'm just going to say something. He said it out loud and he came over to me and he was like, good afternoon. How are you? I gave him all the conversation. Why? Because I understood that he felt like there was a difference between us and that he stepped into his man's shoes somebody, and said hello. Somebody said to me, that's not true. Um, I want to know what's it's not true. Not true. I'd rather Listen, speak to somebody I'm, I believe I believe that 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 we're subjective with a lot of things that we do. It's your energy for me. If I don't like the I mean, energy, if, if one person, you know, and we ain't going, we ain't calling nobody ugly. But if you're not attracted to somebody, or they're not attractive looking, and they come shooting that shot at you, you could be single, and you will reject them so quick. Well, that's that's like the the key principle in this chapter as well, is that once you are able to identify and embrace and love your own beauty, flaws and all, you are able to do that for someone else. So you're able to see that person who may not be as attractive, but you'll be able to see their light. You'll be able to see their value based on their humanity. You'll, you'll be able to see how difficult it was for them to even approach you if they feel like they're not as attractive as you might be used to. Like you'll be able to see that. And that's what we need to do. Treat each other better, not just based on what we look like, but based on our humanity. I feel like I'm talking too much. <laughs> I'm on fire. So in the beginning, so so let's get back to the book. Okay. No, but no, but no, but we we still there. Um, the most the most courageous act you will ever achieve is to learn to 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 learn to fully love and accept yourself. The most unselfish act you can ever perform is to extend that love and compassion to others. But this is what happens. We go throughout our lives showing and giving people more love than we love ourselves. And this is how we get hurt. This is how we feel stupid. This is how we be in the bathroom crying, losing weight, hugging the toilet, holding the bottle because we, we get so caught up, so caught up with trying to, present the perfect picture and love someone else. Now we don't even love ourselves and you don't even treat yourself. 
one of the one of the questions um one of the questions that we wanted to throw out was like who was the first person that made you like feel beautiful and for me that was my grandfather my grandfather would always tell me how beautiful i was not just on the outside inside and outside and he would always say to me he would say julia he said, I want you to know that you are beautiful. You are beautiful to me. He said, and if anybody else on the outside tells you that they're that you're beautiful, they're only confirming the truth. Like he put me in a space where I didn't feel like I had to be going crazy over somebody that said I was beautiful because I already knew it. Because you give up too much. So you didn't. You didn't look for outside situations to confirm what you confirm what you already knew because he instilled that in you. He instilled that in me. And he said it every time I saw him. He said it every time I saw him. And it was like, you know, what at this point, it's like what you think about me doesn't really matter. Like if you if you think I'm beautiful, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool too. What matters is what I think about myself. Because if I allow myself to be swayed by people's opinion, I'll be all over the damn place. <laughs> and that's what we got to get to. Like, you can't be wrapped up in so much in what other people think about you. Like, you have to be clear on who you are, what you love about yourself, what you appreciate about yourself. And you got to know that you that dude or that you that chick. And you got to know that for yourself. Because if you don't, you be in trouble. That's why you love you you live with conditions. It's very dangerous to not have limits. The heat fluctuates, so your love should as well. Mm, interesting perspective. I think that's interesting. I don't think my love fluctuate. My love is always on a hundred. What and what also doesn't flex, fluctuate is my boundaries. Like if I say that this is what it is, or this is what I need, or this is what I don't agree with, that's that. The only thing that fluctuates. Is how much time, energy, and attention I give to you. Because if you can't value and appreciate and respect me, there's no need for me to put my time into it. I'm begging to be hurt. I don't beg for that. I don't beg for nothing. I'm on fire tonight. Oh, no, she, she meant the heart fluctuates. So your love should as well. Well, then I just said a whole bunch of lot nothing for something. <laughs> So, so let me ask you, um, what made you place this after standards? So this, this actually comes after, after your standards, your heart, your love, your wisdom, a lot of things, because you have to be clear. You have to be crystal clear. I think that beauty is higher than is higher than standards. I think you have to establish your standards. By here, by here, you may be having a hard time with the conversation because what are we talking about, Julia? Beauty, your beauty. <laughs> no, we're, we're, you're having a hard time with the conversation because we're coming from her oh, book. Oh, the book. <laughs> we're coming from her book, and yes, crown and we went into the conversation that a lot of people got into with the chat, and we kind of drifted away. But it's basically we we coming from her book and talking about. Uh, a subchapter in her book called Your Beauty. These are uh, the jewels that 
Explain, Julia. Explain the jewels for your crown. Sure. So the book is entitled Crown Rules, One Woman's Journey to the Throne. Um, the, the purpose of this book is to help you identify key principles of life that you can be attentive to and build upon so that you can achieve everything that you have hoped for or planned for in your life. And so from my perspective, there's a journey to, to the throne. And as you're going along that journey and you're looking at each aspect of um, those principles and foundations of your life, you're creating a gem for them. So for example, in the first chapter, we talked about your gift and your gift is you. You are your greatest and most precious gift. Everything that you create comes out of you. Everything that you experience comes into you. So your gift and, and making sure that you acknowledge that, honor yourself and, and um, be attentive to what you allow and what you don't. And but before that, you make a gem in the, in the, or a jewel. And the reason why you do that is because once you create it and you visualize it, you connect to it. And so throughout the book, as we're going through the principles, I ask you to create that gem or that jewel so that you can connect to it. And at the end, it fits into your crown, which you will always be wearing. You know, you always do wear. But now you have very specific things that you are attached to so that whenever you're in situations, you'll know exactly what you are using or what might be compromised, you know, with respect to, to your crown. I couldn't have said it better myself. I just let the author say it. <laughs> so moving right along. Um, so after you, you reestablish and get all your gems back, then you place your crown back on you where it belongs. Quentin, this, um, this chapter is in the book, not only because it's important for us to know that we are beautiful, no matter what we look like. But I had a photo shoot that I had to do for a, a business website. And I went to the beauty parlor the day before to make sure my hair was done. I had my outfit together, whatever the case may be. And the day of the photo shoot, it was like 90 degrees outside with like almost 80% humidity and everything that I had worked on for my hair, my hair was like an Afro by the time I got to the photo studio. And the gentleman, the photographer told me that he had a bathroom. So I figured, oh, I could just plug in my Krillinine. I took my Krillinine with me. I was like, I'm gonna hook it up and go in. I went into that bathroom. The bathroom was so hot that it made my hair worse and there was no plug for the curling iron. So by the time he had to take the picture, he didn't even believe I was there for a photo. He was like, how can I help you? Oh. Oh. So I told him. So he welcomed me into the studio and I told him everything that had happened with my hair from the day before and that I was afraid to take the photo. And he said something to me that changed my life for ever. This photo studio was a photo studio for real estate agents with a very prominent real estate house in New York. So everybody was fly. And 
he said to me, he said, you know, most people come in here with the freshest haircuts. They just got a facial the day before. They take, they, they wear their best outfit. He said, and the pictures come out horrible. He said, and a lot of times they try to blame me for their photo. He said, but the truth is, it's what's inside of them that's coming out. Hold that thought. But I hear you said you guys are on the right track, but I think the problem much deeper. It's an uncomfortable convo that needs to be addressed to get to the root of the beauty issue. Explain. Explain that. I mean, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm not going to say we're not on the the right track. I want. I want you to explain what track are we on. I mean. I think the, um, like where she said that she placed a book and understanding that you got to know who you are. The individual has to know how beautiful they really are. Not um, only that, but that we get, we receive messages from the time that we're little about our, our the, the value of our beauty and that we have to get to a point where we are solid on the fact that we are beautiful. We have to, we have to, you have to filter out all of those messages and those things hurt. Those things. I want to know. I want to know for anybody that that feels like the issue is much deeper or the problem is much deeper. Let's let's talk about the deepness of the problem. Let's let's discuss that. I want to know how deep how deep could it be, Julia? She answered a question that we put up, and this is a question for everybody in the chat. Who's the first person to make you feel beautiful? Julia said her grandfather. Um, the next question was, who is the first person that did not make you feel beautiful? Because you got to know that. Because I think that I think that a lot of times when we see problems, we need to identify what the main problem is first. The root. And, and the root and then try to figure out how we could come up with solutions. Because really, if if you don't feel like you're beautiful as a man, handsome would be a better word that we like to use. If you don't feel like you're handsome, you're not going to be handsome. Not only, and that, not and that should be instilled. That should have been instilled with you, in you as as even as a young man. As a young man or young boy. And if you don't have confidence in that and what you look like and who you are, how are you going to succeed in your other aspirations? Yeah, you can be successful, but you're going to be angry because you don't think that people value you the same way because of how you look. And you don't have time to be angry about that. You're beautiful or you're handsome. Yeah. But Quentin, the guy said, the guy said that the reason why their pictures didn't come out well is because what was inside of them was coming out. And he said, what do you want your picture to, what do you want your picture to display? And I said that, you know, I'm an, I'm intelligent. I'm a smart businesswoman that I'm going to I'm going to sell your house or, you know, get your house <laughs> sold that, you know, um, um, I'm savvy and I'm sophisticated. And he was like, OK, he was like, I want you to go inside and feel that and bring that up. And he was quiet. He was quiet while I went through that process. And then he said, are you ready? And I said, yes. Quentin, it was the most beautiful picture I had taken up until that point. Mm. 
hair looking crazy and the whole not the hair even looked good. I mean, I did look like Coretta Scott King, but <laughs> so so all of a sudden the hair looked it better than it I, was before because you felt like you looked it good. I felt beautiful. I felt beautiful. And that's the thing, you gotta feel it. You gotta feel it. So, you gotta know so, it. So let me so let me ask you a question. That you you hear a lot of people that are like life coaches. Um you you hear them always say like you know, feel good, look good, smell good. Basically, or talk about performance. You exude this type of energy that if you feel like you're beautiful, you feel good inside. You're going to, as they say, deal with the law of attraction. You're going to attract that same energy that you got going on within. It's going to be outside, and you're going to attract all that energy. Um, that's how you felt with the picture. Like when you took the when you looked at the picture. You just was like, whoa. It was it was like, you know, we say to look good, feel good, smell good, but we don't really get, get into that, right? So however way you wanna you wanna put it, when you go into that, when you go into that smell good, that means that you have taken you have taken care of your body. You have you have bathed your body, you have moisturized your body, you have you have put on your fragrance, you have honored your body, you have honored your body. You spent time with your body. And when we say look good, like what you what you pick out to wear, the fabrics that you choose, and how and how it moves when you walk. You know what I mean? Or how you feel in it. You know, that that's that's intention. And then to feel good, you're not feeling good because you smelling good and because you looking good. You're feeling good because you feel good. <laughs> You feel good. <laughs> I'm gonna fire it. <laughs> so, Bahir said, "Now, for a person who is aware of their beauty, handsomely, they are usually thought of as stuck up, which is true. It, it's a thin line because we consider the person be conceited. I think a lot of us wear the burden because they don't want others to think badly of them. Beauty is the attitude of not caring about that and still being humble enough to acknowledge a compliment without feeling some kind of way." I like that. I like that explanation. Like that. That's good, bye. That's beautiful. Yeah. You know, people people tend to see people who feel who are beautiful or who feel good as, about themselves as stuck up because they have to apply some negativity towards them so that they don't feel so bad. Like if that if the person who's looking at someone who's beautiful or the person who's looking at someone who's confident feels that beauty and that confidence in themselves, they don't have to attribute anything negative to them. Mm. They don't have to. Your beauty or your shine doesn't affect mine one bit. Go ahead and be beautiful and happy and confident. Just don't so be mean and nasty. So then we say, when do you feel your most beautiful? When you get up in the morning? <laughs> Maybe not that. I need a minute. I need a few minutes. <laughs> it might not to, be a, a moment to gather yourself. <laughs> get myself together. So, um, is there anything else you like to add? Um, did we forget anything? I don't know, but for me, I feel my most beautiful when I'm being honest with myself, when I'm not lying to myself, when I have taken the time to check in with myself, my feelings, when I have taken the time to take care of my body and 
select what I'm wearing and I know where I'm going and I have a, an accomplishment, that's when I feel my most beautiful. It has nothing to do. Well, it does have something to do, but those are the, the main things. With that, you guys, we're going to close the show for the night. Uh, we won't be here next week, um, but we'll be here hopefully the following week. Um, so we can continue. What's what's the chapter in two weeks, Julia? Oh, I hope it's this one because I want to get into it already. Give me one second. I'm sorry. Can it please be? Yes. The next <laughs> the next chapter is your sphere of influence. Who mm. is around you? So hopefully you guys in the chat will join us in two weeks. Like I said, we won't have a show next Thursday. We'll have a show the following Thursday, hopefully. Nine o'clock. Remember to purchase Crown Rules Amazon.com, uh, Julia Dozier. Or how else can they um, purchase your book? Um, you don't want to purchase it from Amazon. Purchase straight from the author, you guys. Yes, please. You can um, DM me on Facebook for a signed author's copy, and I'll be happy to get it out to you. And um, Eric had said that he wanted to be part of Crown Rules 3. Eric, Crown Rules 3 is for a woman. That's not for the, that's not for the kings, brother. He wants to in, he wants to be interviewed. Yeah, for for three. Well, I, w- I won't be able to interview you for three, but you can ser- I can certainly interview you. Please, I don't I don't mind you know gathering more information. You can DM me at Julia Dozier on Facebook. With that, everybody take care, and uh, remember, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Take care. You're beautiful.